feel it, feel it. Come on and meet it. Say it like you mean it. Whoop, whoop, shout it out. Feel it, feel it, feel it. Hey. Come on, let's hear it. How you doing? Shout it out. You know that song, girl? Oh, yes. That's it. That's it, ho. That's it, ho. Yes. That's it, girl. Yes. The girls don't know what we doing. We doing the Wendy theme song. Is that, is that the theme song? That's the theme song, girl. And it was updated. It. it was updated about three years ago with Fergie. Fergie seems, sings the theme song for it. Oh, go for her again. Yeah. Some little side coin. Yeah, girl. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure if that was... Well, I, I had a feeling. Oh, I'm, I'm proud of me. I'm proud of me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now, we're going to dive right in, girls. Welcome back to another episode of Two Save Queens, one of the few places in the pod sphere where you can hear a conversation about politics, dick, and how Wendy Williams let Trey fuck up her life. (laughs) (laughs) She sure did, girl. I'm your host, Miss Malachi, and I'm joined by my longtime Wendy aficionado, Miss Devereaux. How you doing? How you doing? (laughs) How you doing, girl? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, I was practicing it because it's like it's got like a low. It's got like she's got a way of doing. Like you think it's easy to do, but there's a little bit of a skill to it. How she says it, right? And you got to do the lip. You got to do the limp wrist with it too. Oh, you right. Yeah, y'all can't see because she but. she likes to imitate a queen a lot. You know? mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. a stereotypical queen more so. But yeah, she's that girl. You know, she's an old. You know, she's from way back. Black Happy Black History Month. You know what I'm saying? Oh like, yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Wendy Wendy's black is is my, is contemporary Black History girl. She really is. She yeah, really I is. mean that's really why. Um, so obviously it's black. History Month, February. Oh, girls, you know <laughs> we deserve. <laughs> it's it's been really we deserve the year, but uh, we thought it'd be a fun way to um, start off the month by talking about I think at least one of your icons. So what I actually do, you know, consider an iconic um, black figure, Miss Wendy Williams. Because um, I mean, we'd be lying to say that we didn't take a little inspiration for her when we even started our show. For um, sure, for sure. So, girl, uh, I mean, some of the girls might not, not know. Actually, I don't think you talk about it a ton, but you kind of are like a daytime talk show girl a little bit. Yeah, like you watched yes. a few. Yes, um, I do. You watch? Yes. Do, you, do you watch Ellen too? Are you even checking? No, out Ellen? no Ellen. No, you no don't Ellen. trust that. Yeah, no I got Ellen. you, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck her. Well, not, <laughs> but I don't feature her a lot. No. Yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For a lot of. Um, I mean, not any for any particular reason. She's just boring. She's just all. Her show's always been boring to me, actually. Honestly, I th- I think Ellen, like it was wild to me that it took so long for her to get can- canceled in quotes because she's she's gonna be okay. She's so rich. But like, is her show? Her when is her show going off the air? Is it going off? They haven't officially announced it, but I oh, bet th- they're okay. gonna start winding it down. But I don't think they have officially announced it. Um, but it always just like she, it always felt like people when she was interviewing people, they barely wanted to like. It was like she barely wanted to be talking to these people, and it's like even the people that she would bring on has her feel good. Like, oh, look at this little kid do a dance. Oh, it's so great. We're gonna give you money to go to college. <laughs> Like, it just always felt fake, uh, which is the opposite yeah. of who we're going to talk about today, Miss Wendy Williams. Um, I mean, girl, tell the girls a little bit about your relationship with Miss Wendy. Like, how far back did you and Wendy go? Were you a radio girl? Were you listening back then? Yeah. So, what happened, what happened was, uh-huh. Uh-huh. no, but, like, what happened was when we were in, when we were in college, actually, um, I was really close with Fish, and Fish, um, those, like, that was, I was really close with Fish, 
And bitch, she used to schedule her classes to be really? free to be free at three o'clock, oh, so she can listen to Wendy. That's girl. where we need. Yes. That's what we need to get to, girl. When we got fans like that who rescheduling shit, like oh, I can't <laughs> yeah, do my work yeah. meeting because Tuesday Queen's about to put out their episode. Because <laughs> remember, okay, remember at our college, like there used to be like a lot of times, especially. I mean, you you were an arts and sciences girl. I was a I was a business girl, but yeah, a lot of a lot of the business class and i think the arts a lot of the arts and sciences classes too would be an hour and a half right yeah the classes yeah. would be like three to four thirty one thirty to three actually no right? i'm lying girl i think that was a business girl i think that was a business school then girl my class would definitely be like under 30 minutes to an hour so yeah that was your business school really <laughs> oh so. so a lot of the classes in the business school would be like they always had the same sequence it was nine to ten thirty was one option ten thirty to twelve there were, there were some 12 to 130 classes and then it was 130 to 3 and then 3 to mm-hmm, 430 mm-hmm. and then generally so you could choose like in that range and mm-hmm. so fish would always choose she would i would hate a nine o'clock class like most girls would Ooh, be trying to avoid especially it especially early class. early you know even like yeah anytime during yes, college it's like why? exactly like i would try my earliest class i would try to schedule my absolute earliest class at 10 30 mm-hmm. but normally i was a 12 o'clock girl like okay. i used to like to, yeah because i used to get up i actually did get up early but i would go swimming at the gym Ooh, yeah okay. i would go swimming at the gym and shower change and then eat a little something and then go to like i would do tw- i would do a 12 to 130 130 to 3 3 to 4 30 mm-hmm. i would just do three classes back to back from 12 to 4 30 that was usually mm-hmm. my schedule if on Sunday, but she used to get the nine o'clock, so she would never, so she would finish all her classes at three o'clock, though, so she could run to her dorm and listen to Wendy Williams at three o'clock, girl. <laughs> she was a diehard. And remember, and, I don't know if you goes no, those radio shows they weren't an hour, girl. That's why I probably they weren't. They were how long those shows? Two, yeah, three, some some are four, four hours. hours. So like the Breakfast Club, for instance, is six to ten a.m. Eastern time. And then, but Wendy, I think, was a three to six girl. I think she was a three hour girl, mm-hmm. you know. But I admire a radio girl who can run her mouth every day for three to four hours. Mm-hmm. Like even Howard Stern, mm-hmm. Wendy Williams, The Breakfast Club, as problematic as those girls, as, you know, Charlemagne and that. What's that light skinned one? What's his name? DJ Envy can be. Oh, yeah. Although yeah. I like Angela Yee. And Angela Yee and DJ Envy have a lot of like real estate they own in detroit they come back here a lot to like monitor their real estate and stuff it's really interesting are they together but no no they're not together dj envy's married to some other fish okay, but I thought they so. separately they own a lot of real estate in detroit especially angela yee she has like investments here good for her i know a, a lady here who's like who like she's like really good friends with and they like even during like quarantine they meet up in person that's where you it's make that real weird. money real estate yeah so well i I yeah, sometimes that's true, you know. But anyway, <laughs> not not in this economy. <laughs> no, I just I wanted to, uh, yeah. It, historically, that has been true that real estate is one of the biggest sources of wealth. But you know, I'm a finance girl, and I got I got to warn you. I I think real estate can my in some ways can have an upper limit. But I'll talk about that another time. Yeah, I'll talk real about estate episode time. coming up, girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I definitely believe in equities more than real estate. It has a higher appreciation. Equities meaning stocks. Yeah. But anyway, um. Yeah, so Wendy, so I, like, she, you know, on the days that I didn't have a 3 o'clock class or when I ended class, where I only had, like, 12 to one thirty, one thirty to 3 or whatever, mm-hmm. I would, like, go to, and sometimes I would go and listen to Wendy with her. 
And like mm. she used to have the book, the 2001 like memoir, Wendy's Got the Heat. She had that book, girl. She was a Wendy girl. I was texting. Me and her are not really close anymore, but I did mm. text her when this movie and documentary came out this past weekend <laughs> to be like, girl, I know you watched it. And she said, oh, no, I'm, I recorded it because I'm going to watch it tomorrow. Like, mm. And she was like so ready for it. She's been a Wendy girl for a long, long time. But yeah, I just, I know, I know. A girl who you're friends with, and I'm also not friends with anymore, see a pattern girl, um, used to say when she, this girl came and stayed in my house in like 2016. Oh, and she said, she, we were watching Wendy and she was saying back then, oh my God, you kind of like sound like her and imitate her a little bit. And I was like, you know what? That actually may be true. Like, I know I'm a gossipy girl on here. I'd be running my mouth, getting in trouble, <laughs> talking about this trade ain't doing right. This queen, this butch queen is some right, not right about her. That's all when that's all from, that's all a windy inspiration type of uh-huh. tea, I feel like. You know, when I run my mouth and talking about, ooh, girl, that girl, she did this, she did that. That's windy tea. It really mm-hmm. is. And like, to mm. be fair, like, back, like, she was an innovator. Like, people didn't talk like that, especially on the radio. Like, radio was clean. Radio, people didn't get gutter. People didn't talk, people didn't talk tabloid on the radio like that. I feel like until exactly. Wendy came along. Especially um, about black artists and black celebrities. Like, she was the first one to really do it, to do the gossip tea about black celebrities. She really was in the early, and starting in the early 90s, maybe even the late 80s, actually. Because we're going to get to this talking about the documentary probably, but she came up at the same time as hip hop was coming up. So it was just timed yes. so perfectly that, you know, it was like, you know, hip hop was getting bigger and needing, and like, you, you ain't having no like old ass, you know, white, you know, um, jock, radio jockey, you know, talking to like, I don't know, um, like Tupac or some or Biggie or someone like that. Like you need people from the community to be having those conversations. And she was right, one of those people, right? Yeah, she was. She used to interview the hip hop artists. They would come on our show, even when they hated her. They used to come on our show because she ended up becoming number one. So where else are you gonna go? Yes, where else are you gonna go? Yeah, and and the gag was too. I do think like there was like the old old white fish who used to be the gossip ladies who used to do appearances on the radio back in the day. So like the page six lady or like, um, God, there was this old white fish. There was like a couple old white fish. I think one might've been called Liz Smith or something like that. Mm. And like, there was like these old white fish who used to do a lot of gossip out of New York or LA and mm-hmm. they would come on the white radio stations, but they wouldn't be talking like you said about Tupac and Biggie and Method Man and, and Dr. Dre and all that. They wouldn't be talking Mariah about Mariah and Mariah and Whitney. Whitney. Ooh, yeah. They wouldn't be talking about them because they weren't, they weren't next hip hop was coming up but it wasn't necessarily mainstream yet right mm-hmm. so this is like for us bias type of tea mm-hmm. that Wendy mm-hmm. was doing you know but you know one thing she was good for she was always calling she was always saying this artist is gay this artist is a queen this artist was a it was a homo this art you know what i'm saying she was that type of girl that gay everybody being gay which was yeah. always that like i think that's like you know if we're going to say if i had anything to say about cuz i'm not as I respect Wendy. I think I've grown to like her, but I remember early on where why I wasn't down to, with Wendy, and because Wendy was in Philly, like when she ran to issues yes. in New York, she came down to Philly. Yes, yes. Um, and I remember, like, yeah, I wasn't. So I was like, never, well, you would have been, you would have been in like high school, then like high school, high school, yeah. middle school, high school when she came yeah. down to Philly. She, and, she, 
I definitely lived, yeah. you know, I had more strict home living, but no, I still knew, knew about Wendy. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I, I was, oh girl, I was listening to that, like, what was the, like Delilah and like that oh, 80s art. I was on some other tip on the NPR. I was yeah. an NPR girl even back then. Like, oh, my even dad back would be then, playing, girl? My dad would be playing NPR and stuff. Yeah, girl. I was, or AM, AM radio. AM, yeah, girl. It's a mess. But, um, <laughs> but the thing about Wendy was like, I felt like in some ways, the way she, it was tantalizing and i mean i w- wonder if even t- tmz today we can thank her you know in some part her for that but right. like she right. tantalized the idea of like the dl and that undercover dude and like yes. and i part even of before like, even before oprah was doing that tea mm-hmm, in 2004 mm-hmm. with you know jl whatever his name and brought him on the show and on the dl but like wendy was doing that shit first really she really was and i think there was just something where i was like but I was like, so you're going to kind of call, and not to say that the DL girls need like our protection or anything like that, but I was like, all right, so you're going to call out the DL girls, but you're also going to like take our mannerisms, like the how you doing, like all you're going to take that. And it just felt, it just kind of rubbed me a wrong way for like a long time. I think I let mm-hmm. go of that, but it's mm-hmm. that same kind of like, that kind of like appropriation, but it's like, you're yeah. not really, you're taking credit for us, but then you're not really respect, like you're not. You know, are you bringing on any gays? Like, I think there's they're always behind the scenes. Like, even today, like she's always been a supporter. Because I gotta say, the one time I met her, uh, and it was I was barely even meeting her, but uh, a friend of my, <laughs> one of my friends is no longer one of yours. One of those situations. Yeah, yeah that situation uh-huh. again. That's like the what's that? The third one of those girl. Yeah. I mean, but me and me and that girl are at least cordial. You cordial. Know? Me and that yes. girl, one yeah, of the better yeah. falling outs of, yeah, over the yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was wor- on the float. This was after she broke up with. Ke- I think I don't know that they were fully finished divorce though. I, I don't know. But yeah, I don't know where they I, were. I think, I think they were. I think it was like, because it was, I feel like it was part of her trying to do her comeback. So, um, yeah. but she was like, summer, it was like summer 2019. Right. right. New York yeah. Pride. She was at yes. the um, LGBT float for um, one of the companies that my friend works with. Um, but yeah. So, but yeah, I, um, yeah, I've come around on her. And I, I and what, what I was trying to say with that was like, she's been, she has been a supporter of us. Like she's couple, has some transphobic moments. She's had some kind of homophobic moments. Yes, but yes, I think overall, she said, down. she said about trans women that they'll never be a woman or something yeah, one time. It's not she's great. really, she's gone back to being old regular blackfish sometimes. Yeah. Like not really like a supportive ally type T, but just like a disappointing blackfish. Yeah. But she, I think those are just, sli- I think those are just, I think overall, I think she just was ignorant. It's what it is at the end. Yeah, of the day. I th- yeah, I think that yeah. is it. And I think even like it's a, it's kind of similar to RuPaul. It's like a girls of a certain generation, they just some yes. they get stuck in certain things and they yes. just don't evolve. Yeah. Um. And even though like at the time, I bet in some ways Wendy was, I feel like even for my issues with her back then, she still was. I think even back then a bit more supporter of like you know the gays because she you know she talked about like HIV AIDS because she was out there getting dicked down. Um, yes. Have you yes. ever have you ever met Wendy? Yeah, believe have you it or not, taping? you 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 you've met her before I did. I have not oh, gone really? to. Ta- I yeah, I tried to get into a taping once, but I just didn't get the tickets. Like when I was in New York, and then but you know when I moved to New York because eventually I will, uh, as you know. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, I will. I will definitely try to go to a taping. I mean, well, it's I nice that. After all the travails that she had, that because it, it felt touch and go, that I was like, "Shit, when are you getting canceled?" Like, 
but she's made it through. I just, I what season 12 just recently started, right? Um, off her TV show, yes, um, yes. Well, I mean, yeah, in September, yeah. Back I, in well, I mean, started. yeah, that's yeah, yeah, not I know, re- recent, recent, um, right, right, but uh. Yeah, I mean, we're going to get, as you know, Black History Month, but also talking about, um, you know, the documentary and the movie that just aired. But before we get to that, girl, do you want to talk about, like, you know, just a little bit, like, what are your favorite Wendy moments or interviews or, or do you want to save that for a little bit? Because is that something that come up in the well, discussion? Well, you know, one thing I do want to mention is kind of relevant to your question and kind of something we talked about, but that how you doing, you know, tagline that she she promotes it's interesting because she got that from queens how Mm -hmm. you doing okay and then girl but you know who stole that was on friends they stole that from her then it's like how how appropriation begets more appropriation (laughs) yes because like on friends which started airing in like 1994 they started saying how you doing how you doing like especially joey triviano joey (gasps) triviani or whatever his name was Uh, uh matt leblanc who was fine he could still fuck me raw i mean to this day on, I do think he's fine as fuck. I think he's aged fine as fuck with that gray hair. He's he could fuck well. me then. He he's could fuck well. me now. He's probably okay. one of the best looking of those of the guy friends. Yeah, yeah. Ross, oh, David Ross doesn't look too bad. Actually, oh, I'd fuck him too. And I met yeah. him in. Now I did meet him in person when I was in a movie, girl, that he directed. I, I'll Ooh, I told the girls about that. Debra, the celebrity, this movie star. Yeah, I was in a time. movie that he directed. It used to be on Netflix. I will have to see where you can find that shit now. <laughs> but he was in a movie he directed, and he. I met him in person. He is. He looked exactly the same over the in per- and i met him in like 2009 david schwimmer david schwimmer david schwimmer i would fuck him now i'd fuck him <laughs> and i definitely fuck matt leblanc but i but oh. they did but they stole that from wendy who stole it from the gays hmm. so you know how you it's so funny because wendy always says you know when she talks about married men and stuff how you get them is how you lose them like if you try to take somebody's husband or whatever mm-hmm. she always mm-hmm. she always likes to say it how you get them is how you lose them but the gag is is like she how you know with the tagline how you get it is how you lose it because she mm-hmm. appropriated it and it, it came right back to her when friends stole it and made it a big <laughs> you know because i used to hear white kids in high school used to be joking this white chick name um i'll leave her name out of it but she used to always <laughs> go around this rich white chick she used to be like how you doing she used to say how you doing in the hall but she was imitating the friends people and not wendy williams so yeah funny yeah yeah yeah, but um, yeah, my favorite Wendy moments. That's definitely like an interesting thing. But I think that um, one of my favorite moments is definitely her interview before television with Whitney Houston. Mm. Um, in two thousand, I believe it was two thousand two. That was the gag because like that, and really, there's this, there's this, uh, there's this female um commentator, this Instagram, or and I'm sorry, she's more of a Twitter personality, but she's an Instagram one too. Beautiful black woman, young mm-hmm. black woman, but she was like, you know, a lot. It's it's popular in the black heterosphere to hate Wendy. So like, you know, because all the black hetero like artists and like. You know, a lot of them hate Wendy because she used to go off and talk about them like a dog. So and talk like, about the, the black... fact that they were cheating on their wives and it, all that a mess type of cheat. And... So like a lot of the black hetero influencers, like on Twitter and Instagram, they always talk about Wendy looks like a man. Wendy this or that. Wendy, you know, it's in trade. They like to hate Wendy because they're 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 trade rappers. So they idolize and stuff. Hate her. Mm-hmm. So they hate her. And then Black Fish, who want to get that dick you know, that regular dig down <laughs> from their trade. They hate, they, a lot of them like to hate Wendy too, even though her ratings stay high and then she stays on the air. 
you know, but anyway, they like to hate her too. And so one of the things this, uh, Jesse Wu, this influencer posted is, oh yeah, uh, Whitney got Wendy together. That interview in 2002, she just posted it the other day. Wendy or Whitney got Wendy together. Whitney Houston got Wendy together, girl, but who's still here, girl? Who's still <gasps> here? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't think Whitney don't got Wendy, and I love Whitney Houston, but I don't think she got Wendy together. Wendy's still here, girl. So Whitney, Whitney lost to her demons. Wendy didn't lose Ooh, to hers, girl. girl. So I'm just saying, girl, for Ooh. all the heteros in trade who don't like Wendy, girl, I think Wendy got her together because Wendy's the one who called her out on her drug use and got her to act oh. like you know the drug user that she was at the time and really and got her together and actually the end of the interview ended on a positive note oddly enough yeah but i thought that was a, an interesting moment and then when wendy when whitney houston died in 2012 10 years later 10 years later girl whitney houston i remember she died on february 11th 2012 i was at the mall eating at california pizza kitchen and there was a tv <laughs> there was a tv outside a bank that was like across from the california pizza kitchen and a cnn was on it it always ran cnn and it said Whitney Houston dead at 48 years old and girl everybody stopped in their tracks in the mm-hmm. mall they couldn't believe it because mind you we only had lost Michael Jackson yeah two three years prior like two and a half years prior so like everybody all the white people were gagged too because it was like damn the two biggest black superstars yeah. died I, within like two and then Prince was not far behind her four years later yeah you know I told you where what, I was when um I found I was I was driving and I was driving on Santa Monica. I was driving near the Beverly Hilton, which is the hotel okay. where she died. Oh, shit. So it was like I was past it, but I had just passed it. I think I remember it being a weird timing that like they were talking about it as I was driving past it. I was just like, Ugh. I, oh, I remember crying. That's shit. that's the one celebrity death that I, I cry. did cry because it was just so sad. Um, I've cried for a few now, but like at the time, she was only the second celebrity that because I, I didn't mm-hmm. even I didn't even cry for Michael Jackson. I think she's the only one I've really. I mean, I yeah. cried for Aaliyah in 2001 when I was a teenager. Oh, I did. Aaliyah. I cried for Aaliyah. She remember she's from Detroit. She's our my mm-hmm. hometown girl. Mm-hmm. When Aaliyah died in 2001, I was devastated. I cried. Mm-hmm. My mom was like, "What is wrong with you, girl?" But um, I was crying hard. But Whitney was the second one I cried for, and and um and yeah, and I called the first person I called was Miss Malcolm M J Harris because she I knew she was the biggest Whitney fan I knew mm-hmm. at the time, and I. Yeah, and she because she knew everybody reached out to her because we all knew she was big a big Whitney yeah. fan. Yeah. And um, she was saying that I remember when she did a video right afterwards, and yeah, I was cry- I cried with her. Me and her cried together on the phone, and Malcolm Aww. MJ Harris and I cried together on the phone about Whitney girl. And then, yeah. and then remember you remember I stayed at the Beverly Hilton maybe about a year mm-hmm. before that I came out there, and you came and visited me there, mm-hmm. and I was staying at that hotel. I'll never stay in that hotel again. I'll never <laughs> stay in it again. But at the end but- of the day. Wendy was the Wendy got her. I thought Wendy got her together, and then when she died in 2012, I went immediately. She died on a Saturday, I believe it was either a Friday. It was a Saturday, February 11th that year. Uh, Monday, the first place I was. Whenever big news like that happens, the first place people go after that is on Monday. You you're looking at Wendy. What does Wendy have to say? And Wendy broke down on TV when Wendy died. Yeah. When Whitney died, because she was like, I can relate to that because I. We've been, you know, I've had substance abuse issues too. And me and her connected on that, even though we might have had a contentious relationship, you know, and you all remember that interview from 10 years ago, you know, I had a special place in my heart for Whitney and I was rooting for her and hoping she would beat it. And she lost to her demons. And, and, and Wendy said that. And that was, that resonated with me too. That was another favorite moment when she broke down the air about that. That was another favorite moment. Yeah. I think that's mine too. Yeah. Cause I went back and I watched that um wendy whitney yeah she didn't like whitney was i think more confrontational 
then you yes. especially then you would have expected like because i think we think of Whitney yes. Houston as like you know the the voice the goddess like you know and we don't think of her being a hood chick being like wendy if you keep talking about me like that i'm about to show up at your job and you know you want me to but come she's from the new she's from newark new jersey girl mm-hmm. don't get it she, she's she, yeah she's she's got a little rough to her yeah um I think also a lot of girls, like I've listened to Mariah interviews, which are also interesting, where it seems like they get along a little better, but it's like... A little better, yeah. Um, but it, yeah, that saying, it was definitely like, you know, she she was, it was, she was calling, because I think she had a place to call her out where it's like, oh girl, I know the real tea, because we're going to get to it, but Miss Miss Wendy, she was doing coke, she was doing, I don't know, did she do meth too? I feel like... No, she no math. She but, did uh, crack. Crack, crack. That's what it was. She did crack. She did bitch. crack. She did coke. She did coke she was and drinking. crack. Um, yeah, especially her her. And early then days I think pills maybe in the more recent days. I think mm. she didn't. She didn't really break. She she said it was alcohol in that little movie, girl. But I think it was alcohol and pills allegedly. Mm. I think because you know it would be a gag if that bitch tried to sue us because as much shit as she be talking, but. <laughs> But I think it was I think it was more than just alcohol. I don't think she went back to cracking cocaine, but I think she might have been on some pills too. I do. Um, but I also just liked when you, you that you know one she did after um, Whitney died, where she basically said like I'm only talking about I don't know that she held to this because I wasn't watching her like that back then. But she's like mm-hmm. I really only want to talk about this like today. Like she's like I'm not gonna treat this like the other topics. And you know she'll talk about Kanye and Kim every other day. But like yeah, I think Whitney yeah. Whitney hit her heart because I think she also saw herself in that where she was yes. like that could have been me. Um, yes and they bonded and over i think their, they're about the same kids. age i think yeah, they're about they, the same they, age i think they too. are the, yeah they are they both have they they talked about in the interview how they're both mothers like you know both have one kid um yeah yeah there are a lot of preliminary and like the fact that they had never met as well and she was like she uh, talked about how she always was expecting that they would meet at some point like in the they were maybe going to be in their 60s or they would just meet at some point and it would be and you know they're both from New Jersey. They're both from yeah. New Jersey. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, I think that's a great um launching point to just talking about um the like as I've been alluding to the other reason you know having this conversation about Miss Wendy was there were you know we had a <laughs> lifetime double marathon about her where um so they both aired this lifetime movie called Wendy Williams semicolon the movie. <laughs> And then mm-hmm. a documentary um, after the movie called Wendy Williams, semicolon, what a mess. Um, so I think we, <laughs> so, sorry. So I think we had different feelings about how well they were done. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely, mm-hmm. I think I leaned a bit more toward the documentary. The movie. I mean, the, the acting was trash in the movie. A lot of the acting was trash. The I, main, the main the actress, middle. she was terrible. She was terrible, yeah. Her voice, every, it was terrible. <laughs> but, I, but I still enjoyed it. Just like when I enjoyed no. Beyonce and Obsessed in that movie oh. 2009. I watch it every time it comes on TV. Beyonce's acting in that movie like like she is in general is trash her acting was trash and i still enjoyed the movie and i still enjoyed this one yeah I yeah i yeah. was laughing out loud like so many times because there were just some of the line readings were strange and how do you yeah. feel about like her voice because i feel like wendy has a certain kind of like way of speaking i feel like she didn't there were some moments where i was like oh she i hear tried. it but some a lot more times than now i was like uh 
oh, this is not quite it. Um, she was trying to imitate that tri-state accent, like that New York, New Jersey, Connecticut type accent girl, and she just didn't get it right. She just didn't. She what didn't about, get it. What about physical acting? What about her mannerisms, her walking? A little better, a little better. But I, but I'll say this about her. I this is something Ooh, that, we should say. The actress, her name is um, Sierra Payton. She's done. She's beautiful. She's, she's been cute. in Tyler Perry. She's, she's done. Not to say that one way or the other, but she's been in other movies. She's been on TV. Okay. I think this has been her first bigger role. I think a lot of her other Got roles it. have been like um, supporting or like you know one episode. Um, but go ahead, girl. Well, this is something that's like kind of always gotten I me. Mean, I guess maybe if I was a famous person and then there was a movie being, you know, done about my life, I would do the same thing. So I can't hate that much. Hmm. But I just hate how they always get a more attractive actor than the person, him or herself. Yeah. Because the girl yeah. is like really, pr- she is pretty. And, you know, She's- Wendy. Wendy is like not usually she's she's not she can be cute she can be cute but she's like she she's she can struggle a little bit I had to go back and look at I literally had to go google how Wendy looked back then and I was like y'all even these these wigs are too nice like even these wigs are too nice like she used to wear that like like talk about a shake and go wig like it was just shaking (laughs) she ain't gone nowhere yet like so i felt but yeah you're right about that pretty point because i was like damn is that how although the younger version i think looked more similar to um her yes yeah the when the little girl looked more similar to how wendy looked as a little girl um but i think that um yeah that happens all the time because i remember when aretha franklin was still alive one time and i think she actually did this interview with Wendy, which I think is another favorite moment of mine when literally Wendy flew, Aretha wasn't going to New York, girl. Wendy flew here to Detroit and, and met with Aretha Franklin at the Townsend Hotel. It's one of these hotels locally that has high tea still, mm-hmm. like when, like you're in London or something. Mm-hmm. And those two ladies, they wore hats and they went to high tea at the Townsend Hotel. Mm-hmm. And she did a two part interview with Aretha Franklin. And that was a, those were some good episodes of mm-hmm. Wendy too. But I think what the gag was is Aretha Franklin said she wanted Holly Berry to play her. And I'm like, girl, that's a big discrepancy. Like, and they always, all the celebrities, they always do that. They always like, I, there was like one move, there's this TV movie, I think it was a Netflix movie about Barack Obama. And Barack Obama, I do think he is fine. I do think, I think young, but like the actor, the actor who, the actor who played Barack Obama, I felt was like finer than Barack uh, Obama was. Okay, I could kind of see it. Um, so I just it, it happens how, all the time. How it do you feel between real quick? So between Cynthia Erivo and um, shit, I'm playing on the other. Oh, Jennifer. Oh, Hudson. Jennifer Hudson. How do you feel about which one's better suited? For no, America? no more British girls. No, none of that. No more of that. We got to have Jennifer <laughs> Hudson do it. All right, Jennifer I mean, Hudson for Aretha. I think they're both doing it, but I think Jennifer, Jennifer Hudson. Hudson. I, I mean, Jennifer the girls, Hudson. the girls ain't been feeling Cynthia for a minute because of you know. We got to find a black but, British girl at some point yeah. to talk about that black diaspora yeah. tea. But yeah. um, but folk, going back to Wendy, um, yeah, girl, but no, but stuff. actually, toward the yeah. end of her life, just FYI, Aretha Franklin, toward the end of her life, let the Holly Berry thing go because obviously Holly Berry also <laughs> cannot <laughs> sing because Holly Berry also cannot sing, there. not uh, just because she's too beautiful, but she did at the end of her life, she did specify that Jennifer Hudson should be the one to play. Yes, her. FYI, yes, she yes. did. FYI, okay. Um, so with the movie, um. I have quite a few favorite, but what about you? You got some favorite parts, favorite lines. What or what did you, or did, was it, did you even just feel true to what you expected 
a scripted version of Wendy's life was. For me, there were some pieces missing, but I'll get to that. But um, what about you, girl? What'd you think? Yeah, I appreciated something. So one thing is like I appreciated her uh, showing us when she was like in the rehab in Florida and then in the halfway house in New York, you know, in those scenes where like, you know, they let Kevin come in. Mm-hmm. and and see her even though kevin was her trigger and mm, you know as we I all know he that. he had the baby he had a baby on her at that point and that was one of her major triggers on top um, of having been in had relations with been cheating on her for years and they, been with she this estimates 16 of the 22 years that they were together that he was mm-hmm. with that that woman I don't know if that woman in particular, because I think she's, that woman is like our age. She's like, Mm -hmm. so I don't know for, uh, but you know what? It actually might be accurate. I think Wendy estimates that he was with that woman for 16 of the 22 years of their marriage. So he was cheating with her like almost their entire marriage. And it's interesting because Wendy didn't originally want to get married, but off the back of seemingly these, she kept having miscarriages because she has a um, smaller pelvic. I think I think it's about her right, like, right, race. her cervix. So it makes yeah. it a bit harder for her to carry a baby to full term. So off the back of these miscarriages that they were kept having, they ultimately did decide to get married, um, which I thought was interesting. I mean, and, and then you know she also then was able to do a show or spend. A ch- almost a, whole, a good chunk of time just being reclined or off her feet um so then she was able to fully carry her son um kevin jr to term um she did she did that show on bed rest and literally they showed she showed she showed it like having all the radio equipment set up at her bedside that was some tea that yeah. was some tea. that was interesting yeah um but i mean but the, i think oh sorry go yeah, ahead. her no yeah but then her husband cheated on her while she was pregnant girl like yeah. and then and then she actually talked about that in her 2001 memoirs wendy's got the heat but girl but bitch you stayed with them then i mean mm-hmm. it was like on some hillary clinton tea you stayed i mean and a cheater is a cheater is a cheater is a cheater to me to me as so. as i was watching the movie in the documentary i kept thinking because there's a part of me that was like maybe she should have never met kevin who by the way i think did look very similar his actor did look similar to him yes right? yes he did um yeah. And there was a point that I was like, wow, look at trade really ruining women's lives. Like trade just really, yes. but then I just think about, also, he wasn't even the first one. Cause remember that rapper, she was dating for a little date, bit, raped her, who fucked yes. her credit up. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, sorry. The, yeah. There were two, there were, there was yes. one she actually dated for a while. He, he right. fucked her down. That was in the movie, but <laughs> never returned he to took her car. car. <laughs> he never returned to rental car, <laughs> fucked her credit up. Oh, that, you know, that's actually what that I did think about how trade really does ruin people's lives. They that do. moment. Um, they do. Yeah, girls don't let no man take your car but um but uh, uh well he, i feel like she even i think in a documentary maybe i might have missed that but i feel like she does thank kevin for helping her break her coke habit um and some yes. of her habits which i thought was really yes. interesting uh but the thing is she just held onto that trade too long like she was you like, know who you know what other new you know what other new york new jersey girl her whose trash husband did the same thing was mary j blige she always mm. thinks her husband was getting her out of addiction but then can do look he's trash too he had another woman most of the time and he's trying mm. to take her for all her money yeah. so like you can you know trade Trade you don't need to be with Trey be, forever. Like, yeah. Get, like, you, some, like you, y'all get girls, what you need out of trade and move on. I think we may know? not be like our parents' generation, being in these 30, 40 year relationships. And by the way, they was fucking cheating on each other too. They was doing that same shit. Like, trade is t- t- 
be doing shenanigans in a timeless way. Like mm-hmm. sometimes y'all can't be holding on to trade. Like I think Wendy should have let Kevin go a long yes. time ago. Yes. Well, when um, he cheated on her the first time when she was pregnant, he, she should have just been. A, she was pregnant. Just been a single divorced mom, girl. That's Ugh. what she should have done. And I think she would have been fine, but I think there was just. It's that moment there was, and that that's it's kind of getting into the documentary too. Cause I feel like you don't get as much of this in the movie because the movie just has these like it's sometimes hard to take those moments seriously because it'll be like you know it'll have like her come realizing that he cheated on her and then her being like hey um, in this book I'm gonna be honest about the affair and this the way that girl read the line I just fell out laughing I'm like I know this is a real serious moment but. Like the it way was they comedic edited some that, of the time, for sure. <laughs> or when she like sure. found the girl's um house or the the other home that was close yes. to, which is a whole girl. You didn't know this man had a house down the street where he was keeping a woman, but anyway, um, she was like, "Oh, there's a chandelier in there." <laughs> Yeah, which and maybe that was Wendy's reaction because I mean, what she then spray painted the garage and um yeah glued the mailbox shut, but um. Yeah, the acting messed me up of a lot of took me out of a lot of moments that I think had real pathos and had real like pain in it. Um, and I think like we, if you got more to say about the movie, but I think we get into the documentary because I think that's what really spoke to me in the documentary, which I ended up really liking, especially not being like a crazy Wendy stand because I just saw that like that woman was crying damn near through the whole <laughs> yeah, interview. She was. She it was, was just so real and gutter, and it was just so clear to like she was struggling to move on and a part is like well here's the deal this this man had a baby on you like but you know it's hard it's hard to let go it's hard to move on okay well here's my one issue with there's like a few issues i had with the documentary a few one of the reasons i stand the movie over the documentary is for some accuracy reasons so one so one of which is like she says okay like she starts like okay the the sexual assault scene when she was raped by some musical artist early on in her radio career when she was working for Kathy Hughes in DC she interviewed some R&B singer and then she you know got lured to his hotel room and then he mm-hmm. raped her right mm-hmm. well she she starts in the documentary acting like she's going to actually name him and then she chickens out and yeah, like I, I was kind of over the documentary because she's like, you know want me to name him you want me to name him I'll name him I'll name him and like and she does it's it. like and her producers doesn't. and her team is like well I mean like they're like you can <laughs> they're like that she because she was kind of asking their permit like because she didn't want to get sued but um right, right. yeah that did mess because I was like but then she named him and so I was like was it well like, she doesn't well, name him then she doesn't name him like, but she, wait. Is that not the person him. that was it not the same person as in the she movie? She did not use the right name in the movie. So I actually looked up Ricky Tony while the movie was on to trying to see because that's who she Ricky Tony's a fake name. That's not his name. Oh, he's not. That's not his name. Oh, you know what? I you know what it was. I saw people going around. People, I guess people think they know who it is. Oh, I think I they probably like can figure it out. But they, like, she, she, so I think that's okay. And I think I thought the name, name of the character her. was right. Okay, you're right. And okay, she in the documentary because I looked up Ricky Tony. It's not a real person. Then she gets a documentary. <laughs> she acts like she's gonna name him. I'll name him. I'll name him. And then she does. The goes to commercial break. She comes back and she does not name him. Girl, and so I was o- so I was over the documentary by then because that happened probably in the first. 
maybe like 30 minutes of the documentary. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. that's how I started kind of like it was on, but I kind of started zoning in and out a little bit. Mm. But then another thing is she says, well, Kevin, he never physically abused me. He never physically hit me. And then Charlemagne went on the breakfast club yesterday and said, that's a lie. Cause I've seen, I've seen Kevin physically assault you. Yeah. uh, Wendy. So you're lying about that. So when she says in the documentary, I, and then another lady I know who kind of knows the tea a little bit with Wendy and Kevin and some tea. She said, that's not true either. She knows that, that, yeah, that, that's literally a question abusive. I had because in the documentary she talks about like oh mental and emotional abuse, but it's like you're telling me that big ass nigga didn't ever put hands on you with you getting on his face. It's a like, lie. It's I a don't lie. know, sis. So it's that's literally lie. what I want. Like I was like, I don't believe. And a part of me feels like you know she's super protective of her son, right? Like, even though images are out of him, like even in the documentary they go out of their way to like blur his face and a part of me feels like i wonder if that's about her trying to protect her son or maybe it's just her protecting herself but yeah i'll give you that because and i wonder why that's also you know the one that the big notices well first of all the movie did a thing where like it was like we were with her as a young girl and then we just skip high school college we're just she's working in new york or dc she's working in dc like it just moves really like there's just moments where like okay we're with you know we see her go from new york to philly and then we see her go back to new york but there's just moments where like okay and then we're at the windy experience and then we're at the talk show but there's just certain moments that happen really fast and one of the things that i felt that was absolutely was like where's Charlamagne? like why is he not and they one of the things that i'm sure you know about this girl is that supposedly her and Charlemagne one of the reasons they had a falling out because Charlemagne used to be on wendy's show right on right show. right and right. supposedly one of the reasons they had a falling out was in related to Kevin and one of his, I don't even know what to call these women, one of his women. Um, no, not just one had... of his women. That is the woman he had the baby with. That's the woman oh, he's right. been with Sorry. for like six, I guess, 16 years. He's but been a part with that of it, I never understood why, why and did that, Wendy... Charlemagne introduced. Oh, because that's that, what it was. That, so she's that... blaming him for that? Yes, because Sharina is from Charlemagne's hometown her in name. South Carolina. Say- her name is Sharina Hudson, girl. That's Kevin's like baby mama, longtime mistress, who he lives with now. Sharina is from South Carolina, from the same town Charlemagne is from. Charlemagne was living in New York with Wendy, and he that was a friend of his that he brought up to New York, or at least came up to New York, and he connected with Wendy and Kevin. And and then she ended up screwing Kevin, and that's now that's Kevin's baby mom and everything and mm. longtime mistress. So Wendy kind of yes. blames him for that. I think, that I think I think I think Wendy kind of blames him for that, and then mm. Kevin, yeah, and then I think I think Wendy, and then also Kevin and him used to butt heads, and Kevin was like, "Get rid of him, get rid of him," because I think mm. Kevin must have assumed that Sharina and Charlemagne were probably fucking at one time, which <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, oh, but Lord. I'm sure Kevin looked at Charlemagne as a threat more so because like. You know, he just assumed that because, you know, either Charlemagne brought her up to New York or mm-hmm. that was the only person she knew in New York at one time that, you know, they either screwed or were screwing and that yeah. Charlemagne was a threat to him. So it was like a double, like, Kevin and Wendy both wanted Charlemagne gone and mm-hmm. he was gone mm-hmm. and ended up on the breakfast club. But yeah. So other tea for the documentary, girl. Um, you have family tea, too, that you kind of felt. Was oh, just- yeah, girl. So she, it was interesting that she said, I didn't know this is because the documentary, I felt like those two things were not accurate about Kevin not being physically abusive. I don't feel like mm-hmm, that's true. Mm-hmm. Nor the other thing we talked about, which was, um, what was the thing we just talked about before that wasn't also wasn't accurate? Kevin not being abused or, um, uh, 
Uh, I don't know what it was, but whatever, we'll come back to it. But anyway, the family tea was illuminating for me because she said that her brother's her best friend. And mm-hmm. it's so interesting that her brother's her best friend because he just got really messy. <laughs> now, Wendy's mom died at the end of 2020, like in November, December of 2020. Wendy's mother actually passed away. So it was interesting because the brother went on TMZ or somewhere and said Wendy didn't attend the funeral. And then Wendy came on her show and said, no, I did attend the funeral. And in fact, I went to the funeral and my brother was so distraught. He ended up getting into a physical fist fight in front of the casket at the funeral and with another young relative in the family, like an extended relative in the family. And that she just went like behind like a door or something in another room because she was like so taken aback and so embarrassed. And Wendy had the gall to say that Big Kevin, who came down to the funeral, her ex-husband, ended up breaking up the fight between her brother and whatever extended relative that was. <laughs> and she made it seem like Big Kevin was a hero and saved the day on the show. So she still's <sighs> got a thing for Big Kevin. Oh, she's yeah, still she's got, she's got Stockholm syndrome. It takes time for fish to recover. It does. It does. She may, and, but she also, may never. She may never. But then the brother came out and said, he corrected himself and said, okay, no, Wendy went to the the family hour or the wake, but didn't come to the actual funeral. So we don't know oh, well. what's true. <laughs> fuck it- her mama. Fuck her mama. I got to say, that mama, fuck her. Like, yeah. the, the between, like... R.I.P. too. R.I.P. I- too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand you. I just, there's just something about, and I... There's just something about, especially after this lady has gotten all this success and all this stuff, you're and you're doing this documentary, you're getting interviewed, and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, Wendy, she was such a sweet girl. And I never understood why, you know, she never really stood up for herself. Maybe it's because every time she fucking came home, you fucking were critiquing her ass and making her stand on the scale and making her eat tuna and rye and mustard or some bullshit and like constantly telling her that she's too big. Maybe that's why she's not able to like stand up for herself or never got into like real arguments with people like there's just something about that whole stuff with her parents is just oh i just she she became she became bulimic for a time after that and the reason she stopped which weird weird enough to you is why not to say i've got different food relationships but i you know i i was never bulimic or anything but i had thought about the reason why i would never be bulimic is because you know when you're throwing up when you throw up you're literally like regurgitating well not regurgitating but you're gurgitating you're throwing up stomach acid. So literally you can um, erode your teeth, the enamel in your teeth. And she said she read about how that happened to like a model or actress. And like, that was the reason she stopped being bulimic. <laughs> but, um, but it's she was, good she was but good then she started yeah. doing Coke. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, maybe that's the way to lose a little weight. Well, you know, <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> you bitch, you better not, you know, black, I black mean, queens. Girl. We can't be drug girls. Drugs were meant to take us out, girl. We can't. As black you're queens, right, we can't be right, drug girls. Right, That's let right. the white girls do that. Let the white queens. <sighs> do that. I'll just do the lemonade diet and call it a day. Yeah, um, yeah like Beyonce, like Beyonce. <laughs> just do it. You know, but but no, but I yeah. So like, I just couldn't stand her mom stand and her really, dad, yeah. who's still living. It's just so crazy how the interview it, and maybe because it didn't really acknowledge that her mom was deceased, like that this was. You know, I don't know. I didn't it's, see. Any, I didn't know that. I didn't know. That. I didn't see a notice like uh, Wendy's mom Shirley is now deceased because it was like playing it as if it did critique them about fat shaming, but they didn't seem embarrassed by their fat sure shaming at all. They sure weren't embarrassed didn't. by it at all. And Wendy sure was like, "Yeah, they sure did." And they were like, "Yeah, we did it." 
and what you know they got <laughs> those like she, old, that, they, that that was that shit they like she was kind of big i'm like these motherfuckers they sure did they got on there and like that and now her mom is dead so it was like this awkward thing where it's like you don't want to talk speak ill of the dead although Fuck you know her. you you and me don't care but i'm just saying where generally but they but she looked like she was compl- like she was a terrible person in that interview. The mom and the dad. It wasn't just the mom doing the fat shaming. The dad was a part of it too, having her get on the scale. And they probably they you know all that trash parenting that will fuck you up for that a lady, long time beyond her yeah. drug addiction. That lady, as soon as she had saved that money, she got a lipo. She got liposuction. Yeah. She's had it more than once. Yeah. Um. She got her breast augmentation. Like it's just. And again, there's nothing wrong with doing um elective surgery. Do whatever you want to do. But when it's coming from a place of like. Like, I know people are like, oh, I do want my breast to be a bit bigger, or I want to, you know, or I want my breast to be smaller. Like, do whatever. It's your body, your trip. But when it's coming from a place of, like, childhood trauma, family trauma that your parents put on you, that shit just rubs me the wrong way. Yeah. I, to- I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. Um, and, yeah, but her parents were just being, like, trash on camera with no remorse. Like, and it was just so interesting, just now with her mom being deceased, it was like, I thought they were going to get on there and be contrite, like, oh my God, you know, that's something we really messed sure up weren't. about, we're so sorry. They weren't, girl. They're like, we're so proud of that her. She was a fat so bitch when she was, was younger, some, but... That was some tea, and that was some tea, you know, and then... Uh, but it also reminded me because she did in some ways. She didn't trust her brother and her sister so much. And I, and it's interesting because she talked about her brother was her best friend. Yeah. Her sister was like the star child. Her sister's a lawyer down in Florida. Yeah. Her sister and I think, actually got... It don't, her sister, I think... Didn't she get the last word in the documentary? I may be wrong about that. But her sister you know, had quite a few... Or maybe it was her friend. Either way... um, yeah, I think her sister had quite a, a nice moment in the documentary. Yeah, I think she has a... Okay, well, I think she has a decent... Because her niece, her sister's daughter, is like a news woman in Miami. And I think her and Wendy are really close because they're just in the same... Like, the media and all that. I think her and her niece, her, which is her sister's daughter, are very close in real life. But it's just so interesting. She she didn't really trash her siblings so much, even after... I guess that, that brother, Messy T, came after the documentary, well after it was filmed. Because it looked like it was filmed pre-corona, even. Like, 2019, mm-hmm. T, mm-hmm. you and I were talking about that. Mm-hmm. With the parents just still being alive and nobody was masked or anything. It was like, it was just pre-corona, T. Mm-hmm. But it was just reminding me, because, like, there's a story now where Mariah's sister, we talked about Mariah's autobiography, where, you know, her, her sister essentially, according to Mariah, tried to pimp you know, allegedly tried to pimp Mariah out mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. the sister's own pimp because the sister was a, a prostitute and a drug addicted prostitute. Not prostitute. <laughs> the sister is now suing Mariah for one point two five million dollars mm-hmm. for and some sort of what for like kind of trauma, like from basically the emotional trauma of Mariah telling that to you. Yeah, and she's saying it wasn't true. She's saying it wasn't true, and Mm. I was arguing with this lawyer girl uh, who's a friend of mine in our in our mutual, you know, DMs on IG on our Two Safe Queens IG um, about whether (laughs) the sister has a good case or not. But it just and the lawyer the lawyer says actually the sister might actually have a decent case. I said no. But that girl is a lawyer, so she knows more than me. And then That's I came so to kind of, I came around to kind of see that okay, maybe the lawyer's right that maybe you know Mariah's sister does actually have a decent case, which I hate because her family is always suing her and trying to take her money. But I think Wendy's family, I think Wendy felt 
like okay talking about her family in that way because her family even though they're trash they're not trash the way mariah's family is where they're greedy money grubbing trash trying to get money out of her they're not trash in the that, same girl. exact way you don't know you don't they know they haven't her sued her mariah's her family okay, has sued that's her. Fair. well maybe he's asked that's her for fair. money but not he's she said he's her brother's her best friend suitor. in the documentary where that's mariah's mariah's brother was like emotionally and mentally and maybe even physically abusive to her and he may have so, maybe he didn't see her maybe he just didn't see her i'm like okay you didn't see your best friend he look, he, yeah she didn't come to the like burial burial but she she was at the family hour girl and i mean and for instance wendy's sister is a lawyer versus mariah's sister is a drug addicted prostitute so it's like it's like you know oh wendy maybe when you have when your family is like somewhat trash but not like super trash where they're suing you all the time and trying to take your money remember mariah's brother and mom tried to get her committed like the way britney spears Ugh, yes well got her yes. committed they did get her committed but also tried to get her put into like a conservancy or conservatorship mm-hmm. like britney's they were going to try to do the way britney spears dad does to her they were going to try to do that to mariah her mom and her brother and take all her money and take all yeah. her money girl those so, uh, mariah's family's more trash and i think wendy felt more relieved or more allowed to talk about her family because she knew she was telling the truth and that they and that it wouldn't be a lawsuit you know it wouldn't be that kind of thing she could still get along with her family after the fact so anyway girl um i have a couple last q a's but i guess just final thoughts on were you happy with your windy sunday (laughs) Uh, yeah (laughs) definitely the movie definitely the movie and some of the facts from the documentary but even with the bad acting i enjoy just like i enjoy obsessed or the occasional beyonce movie i enjoy this movie too yeah i do um i will say i think even watching that i really did beyond the hustle like i think there's something even we can learn from where i was even thinking like i think i'm getting into wanting to interview more and something i want to do even if i do it on like ig live but there's something about the fact that she was unafraid to ask those hard questions and also just the way she ran those interviews i was like oh this is like you know you know we always think about oh barbara streisand and oprah and diane sawyer speaking of like you know that whitney barbara walters barbara walters Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, Barbara Walters. But I also think mm-hmm. about Dan Sawyer for that. Um, um, yes, yeah, for that. Which, which that Wendy interview happened. Which is like Whitney. I think it's. I think right before Wendy's. Yeah, and that was. I think Diane Sawyer's interview of of Whitney is one of the highest, like the five highest rated interviews in history. Actually, mm. yeah. Um, but I think there's something to be learned about Wendy. Um, and for how she how she was doing something different um and weaving those lines between like gossip and what you heard, and like muck ra- muck raking and like real tea of like oh is this what y'all really doing out in the streets so just a couple um last questions before we start wrapping up the show things i've just heard and since you're a, a windy aficionado um do you think she dated biggie or do you think she slept with biggie that's something little kim accused her of um I could if she, I could see that being true. I mm. mean, but I wonder why she wouldn't admit that. Why? Why? Mm. Like little Kim? Would, I mean, because if she admitted to sleeping with Method Man recently, or she, mm. you know, I don't know why she wouldn't admit that if it's true. But maybe mm. I think she would tell the truth about that. Actually, okay. so I don't know. I don't know. Um, who do you think the gay rapper was? Friends forever. She's been alluding to the gay rapper. Who was it? See in oh LL Cool J LL Cool J I think that I think allegedly right allegedly yeah she's always LL Cool J doesn't want anything to do with her because she's always alleged that he was gay from way back from way back that's why I believe it is allegedly Ooh, allegedly I could see it mm-hmm. interesting 
Okay. And then I guess finally, what question, if you had the chance to speak to Miss Wendy Williams, what question would you ask her? Um, I would ask her, you know, what do you, what does your life look like 10 years from now? What does your life look like? What is your, what does your ideal life look like 10 years from now? Mm-hmm. Are you still going to be on the air girl? Are you going to be married yeah. again? Like, what is your, too much what about is your her. goals? We haven't talked too, too much about like her TV show, but yeah, I, we talked a little bit about it, but yeah, that's been going on. I think it's been interesting to see how she's crossed over that line that like from being like the niche in quotes black to like mainstream yes, to mainstream like, those yeah. white women love and i think it's just something about like she's that messy black white queens just white queens love her too. white women <laughs> white it's something about being like oh that's that my messy black girlfriend i gotta go watch her every what time whatever time she comes on so. yeah yeah it's true it's true so yeah um yeah so with that um no thoughts and prayers this week. I um, there's a lot of going on internationally, but we're keeping it like this show. Um, so yeah, if you know, use Al Gore's internet, use Twitter. There's a lot of stuff going on, um, especially over in Asia. So uh, two snaps, girl. You got any for us this week? Yeah, I just want to give two snaps to Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, AOC, um, for being honest about that she is a victim of sexual assault, just like Wendy mm-hmm. Williams revealed in the movie that Alex AOC was also a victim of sexual assault. And it came out within the context when she was talking about the Capitol Hill insurrection and the riot, like how it triggered her because she thought, you know, she had to, she was locked in a bathroom. She thought she was going to die that day. And it, and it brought back thoughts of her sexual when she was sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. And so for her being so candid and honest and open about that, I really want to give her two snaps because mm-hmm. you just don't know your experience is, is such a profound public figure can really help a lot mm-hmm. of people. And I'm yeah. really proud of her for that. I really am for revealing that and being honest yeah. about it and about uh, the triggering effect of, the riots and the insurrection. Yeah, yeah. I haven't. Um, I I haven't watched it. Yeah. I I just. It was like too. I think the day it was like I was watching the Wendy interview, uh, the Wendy docs and stuff, and there was just a lot of stuff going on in the news. And I was like, I can't. I just can't take this right now. So I'm right. like, space this out. Right. And like, watch it. No, I understand. Time. Um, but yeah, I, I that woman is everything. Um, she really is. She really is. So with that, that's our show. Um. Uh, follow us on social media at Two Say Queens. That's on IG. That's on Twitter. That's on Facebook. That's on TikTok. Um, I, worth saying that um, I, you know, something you already have to do on some social media platforms is hitting that little notification bell, um, and you can choose whether on Instagram, for example, you want to know about our stories or know about <laughs> um, and seeing um, the hot men that uh, Mr. Rose always yes. posting are seeing. We did a feed. cute Black History um, Month with all black men, beautiful, all beautiful black men, over a hundred of them. And and yeah. I, I made that story permanent on our page, so you can go take a look at that. Yes, yes you can. Um, yes, you def- can. <laughs> We're definitely going to keep promoting the beautiful uh, melanated skin this month. Amen. Um, so we got more shows coming. We keep The train keeps moving. Including a shirtless picture of me and a shirtless picture of Malachi from way Oh, there's back. a shirtless picture of me? Yeah, you in a pool. You were in a pool. Oh, so you oh, were, okay. you were okay. they got a little, they get a little peek. They get a little peek. Okay. Yeah. 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 We get, we're, yeah, we're, we're going to get, we're not there right now. We're going to get close yeah, to that. Yeah. We'll get back to that at some point. Uh, yeah. Look forward to our own thirst traps. Uh, so. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, I always appreciate y'all girls sharing the show. I hope y'all stay safe, healthy, and saved out there. Miss Devereaux, what's the final word? 
girls, you know, we're in February right now. It's Black History Month, girls. It's it's time, though. The summer is not that far away, girls. So mm. if you're trying to get in that good, healthy shape, not just in good shape, but in healthy shape mm. for the summer, girl, the time, it's, the time to start is now, girl. Don't wait till March and April. Start now, honey. Yes. Because really, by summer you mean the fall, because we're still going to be dealing with Miss Rona and the. F- yeah, but I think we'll have we'll see a little bit of summer, girl. I mean, I'm a, I'll be a vaccine. Girl I mean, by then. oh yeah, and a lot of other girls will be too. You might be too. So mm-hmm. you know, we'll have a little bit of summer if anything, even if it's outdoors. So you know, get it right, get it tight, girls, for the summer. Like if that's your prerogative, start now. Start. Now. All right. All right. <laughs> Bye, girls. <laughs> <laughs>